Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, I'm here... With Jeremiah Stringer in that Link Crew shirt, which what, what is Link Crew, man? Tell me what that is. I thought it was a Friends t-shirt. I was going to talk about the fact that you must be a fan of show Friends, but I, I don't know what the Link Crew is, man. Fill us in on that. Well, as our uh, our tried and true listeners know, I am a high school teacher, and Link Crew is just an organization at school, and they gave me a free t-shirt. so usually every year I have to help out with like they have this big like football seasons here we're having a giant cookout for all the freshmen welcome to high school you get into the game for free and then I help with that like basically in the MC which is one of my least favorite jobs uh like having to hop those kids up but yeah they give me a free t-shirt I'll work that's cool that's cool. I'm actually excited. I'm bu- I ordered a new hat. Oh, I know that doesn't I- sound exciting to people, but like <laughs> I wear one hat until it starts getting gross. Like this hat, you can't really tell on video too much, but it's actually, it, it was once black and now it's becoming bronze um, uh. from doing stuff outdoors with it and everything. Like the sun has bleached like the top of this right here and uh, the bill for those people listening online. Uh, so I ordered a new hat, which I'm real excited about. That should be here in a couple days. So yeah, and that hat is not crooked. No, I. Uh, while we were sitting here talking before <laughs> we started doing the video, um, I stared into the camera like fifty times, going, "Okay, is it crooked or is that just my head? It's just my head now." So it's like the hat <laughs> itself is good, but but I'm crooked. But that's just my head, so I'm used to that part. So, well, I will say, yeah. um, if I sound a little off, I got some nasal congestion, mucusy going on, feel a little bit icky, got the suds, COVID-free, even though uh, the Kelly household isn't COVID-free. Oh, but. man. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. This is our this is our second battle over the summer. And, and here's the crazy part. Um, when I got it in July, the next week I was supposed to go get my COVID shots. Like, I'm not even kidding you. The next week I was supposed to go get my shots. Um and the reason I was waiting is because we were doing a VBS thing at my church. We do it with a bunch of kids, that kind of thing. And I didn't want to get the shots and then be sick for a couple of days after getting the shots when I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. working with kids. So I was waiting a week and I got COVID the week before I got the shots. Uh, Here's the worst part. My wife had, she got the Pfizer shot like in May, May I guess, May mm-hmm. or, or June, something like that. And uh, I can't say the word May. It came as like martyr. Um, <laughs> But uh, she got that shot, and she still got COVID. So, yeah. like, um, COVID's, like, satanic. Well, dude, at, it's it evil. Is, it's crazy. Like, I work yeah. at a public school, and there are, I think our school has around 1,300, 1,400 kids or something like that, and every day there's more and more absent because one gets exposed, they had to quarantine, or maybe they're actually sick. And Yep. 
it's wild. Well, I'm just, I'm excited for non-COVID life. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, <laughs> I lived it there for a little while, just to, just to taste, just to get your mouth wet. Yeah. Yeah. Back smacked <laughs> in the face. Yeah. For me, like, uh, our kids were exposed to, to Rhea, my wife. And so they have to quarantine. And of course we had to get them tested, but because my daughter's in preschool now, as opposed to going to a babysitter's house mm-hmm. at the babysitter's house, I can just say, Hey, she's, she's clear. And the babysitter's like, okay, bring her on over. We're good. Um, but at the preschool, we had to get the test. We had to let them know the results. Then we had to get them a printed version of the results because if she tested positive, they had to shut down the entire classroom for the next week or two just because they can't afford people getting sick. So, I mean, it's nuts, man, but COVID's in the rear view for right now. Like we are, we're, we're good. You're going to heal up and be awesome by the end of this week. Your sinuses are going to be beautiful. You're not going to, you know, sound like, you know, a pop singer. Um, it's it's going to be great, man. It's going to be awesome. But I will say, watching my kids, because I've had to stay home and watch the kids because Rhea's down. Uh-huh. This huge glass is coffee. At 7.45 at night, I'm drinking coffee because, dude, I'm not going to stay awake during this podcast if I don't do that. I'm worn out, man. I feel so bad for you. All of our (laughs) friends are having kids. And then like if one of the parents, you know, they're newborns or just becoming mobile or whatever, different stages of life. Yeah. And one person has to watch the kid while the other one's doing something. And if one person's not home, you literally can do nothing. Like can't shower, you know, you got to take the kid everywhere. You all on your kids. Dude, and it's not even just that. It's I, this past week was the first time I had the strength from when I had COVID to actually go on a day hike. So like I'm just getting my strength back, you know, from from that. Like I've I've still been like wiped out the whole time. Dude, I almost sleepwalked through my last two videos on YouTube. Oh uh, you know what I mean? Sur- like you've got to <laughs> get them done. And so you're recording them, but it's like you're exhausted and you're uh-huh. trying to be energetic, and it's like Dude, I'm just worn out. You know what I mean? I'm, you've oh, been dude. there, right? So Friday, Thursday, I start having a sore throat, right? And then Friday, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, I need to go get a COVID test before work because the guy I eat lunch with, his wife tested positive. I eat lunch with him every day, you know? And so you're not wearing a mask. I have to wear a mask at work, like it's mandatory. Right, right. And I'm not wearing a mask while I'm eating lunch. And I'm sitting there across from him, and we're talking. And then he has to quarantine, and then I go home that same day and start getting a sore throat. And I'm like, ah. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, okay. And I haven't had COVID. And so I went and got a negative test on Friday before work. And then worked all day, felt a little icky, and then just survived. Right, didn't take the day off, and then uh, Saturday I was like, "Huh, I have to do a video today." Like, I know, man. <laughs> I have to, and oh. so I got up and I was running a little bit of a fever, and I was like, ah. "And then I went to uh, this is like pretty early in the morning, like there's nobody there. I went to this local park and I filmed the video there and like set my tent up, filmed the whole video and everything." And, you know, talked about backpacking for like 30 minutes on this video. 
And I got back home. The fever was, you know, higher. Now it's over a oh, hundred. Yeah. And I still have to edit the video. And people don't know that don't do the videos. Like, yeah, so man. if you take a backpacking trip and you film everything and then you go through all that footage, like I can't complain about it because it's yeah. not like you have to do it. But, you know, you got to edit But you all feel that. like you've got a responsibility. And as much as it sounds weird, people are counting on those videos coming out. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like, I don't know about you, but I know for me, I really appreciate people that take time out of their day to watch my videos. You know yes, what I mean? Like, I just, absolutely. I just appreciate the fact that they're, they're taking time to watch this dummy from Kentucky talk about backpacking. You know what well, I mean? Well, you only have 24 hours in a day. And so yeah. any, anything in content creation, like, so we're recording this podcast right now mm-hmm. and you know, we'll publish it and somebody hopefully will listen to it. <laughs> if they don't, they don't, but they only have that same 24 hours that we do. So they're having to make a decision with what they want to do with their time. And so it's a, yeah. it's a huge honor for them to spend that time with you. Exactly. Like you're saying. So you do yeah. have, you do feel some sort of not obligation, but responsibility. That would be a good way to describe it. Yeah, and and you're trying to do these videos. I know it was like the one I put out last week. Man, that's one of the worst videos I've done in a long time. And a lot of the reason for it was I was exhausted. You know, the whole the whole video was just I, I was I was doing the video at six o'clock in the morning because of having to watch the kids and everything. That was the only time I could do this video. And so I was barely awake <laughs> while I was yeah. videoing it. And I'm just I thought as I'm videoing it, man, I'm I've got all kinds of energy. I'm really doing well. And then I go back and watch it and I can't redo it at this point. Like I just don't have the yeah. the time to re-video this whole thing. And because it's it was a sponsored video with that. So it had to come out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You under, you understand that. Like mine was sponsored too, and it was set to come out like yesterday. <laughs> so you on that on that side, you do have an obligation if you sign yeah. a contract with a company saying, like, here's a deadline. Yeah. But at the same time, I still like, if I can try to produce a video a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know for me that, that video, it was, it definitely wasn't my best video, but I also, it also probably wasn't the greatest topic. Um, but it was just one of those videos. I had to get the video done and I knew it was a video I needed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so I thought I was doing great. And then I went back and watched it, man. I was like, the energy is just shot. Like you can just tell I'm exhausted and like, worn anybody, out and just everything are so anybody that has energy at 6 a.m even when i was working out every day i'd wake up at 5 30 and i go to the gym before work and i I got there before six every morning and you better believe that i had a couple scoops of pre-workout <laughs> before getting <laughs> to the gym you know i was like where's that 400 milligrams of caffeine or whatever it was yeah because you you need it but I guess I should have been tailoring my routine to to live a more healthy lifestyle instead of depending on the stimulant. Okay, can but, I talk about that for a second? The healthy lifestyle yeah, thing. Sure. Okay, so so you know I've been doing the keto thing. Um, lost like seventy pounds. Well, mm-hmm. my kids were being watched by my wife's aunt for a weekend, so we had a free weekend, okay. and I decided I'm going to do something I haven't done since July of last year. I was like, I'm just going to take a weekend off of the diet. I'm going to just, you know, where we go out to eat, I'm going to eat the regular meals. I'm going to eat bread. Uh, we're going to get ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, 
Just one weekend. Three days. We ended up eating it. We had gift cards. We had like $120 or $70 worth of gift cards to uh, the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we went there and we had dinner, um, which, by the way, that is like overrated food for the price. Just throwing that out there. Um, Yeah, but they have cheesecake. You've got to have a better one than Lexington because ours is not good. Um, (laughs) I've been uh, there a couple of times. It's, It's okay, but they have cheesecake on tap, man. They do have cheesecake on tap, but uh, so so I just took a weekend off, literally three days. Mm-hmm. Monday, right back on it, dude. I gained seven pounds. Yeah, all that inflammation, man. Seven pounds, and I can't get it off. Like it's been it's been a couple weeks now, and dude, it's like like because with keto, I don't know how much you know about the keto diet, but like you have to get your body in a state of ketosis, mm-hmm. to where your body is only burning fat basically for, for energy and not burning, uh, carbs. And so I, um, man, my body is just now getting back into ketosis. Do I need it to? Cause it was like, Holy crap. I did all this weight. And then I gained like seven in a weekend. That was depressing. Yeah. Yeah, It's rough. Bridget and I on, so we have like a, his and her sink at the house and like the left side's mine. And I have a weight chart. Her right side's hers. She's got a weight chart. And I, like, made us a spreadsheet, and it has, like, what exercise you did, or, like, if you did an exercise that day, and it has the date, and it has, uh, like, whatever your weight is. Which weight isn't the greatest, you know, Inches. predictor of, yeah, body measurements would be better. Yeah. All the data, right? The more data you have, the better. But, right. anyway, um you know, you can see like, you know, if you, if you eat a bunch of chocolate or for me, it's chocolate. Like I love chocolate. Oh, or, I know you, that's your drug, man. That's your drug of yeah, choice. I love it. So you can like see if you log your food, you can see like exactly, you know, you can see it blow up. And then if you're consistent oh, yeah. for like four or five days, you'd be like, okay, do, do, do slowly down, down, down. It takes a while, but I was going to ask you, how do you measure if your body's in a state of ketosis? And the reason why I ask is, uh, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan's podcast, and he had Dr. Rhonda, Pat, uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick on there recently. and she That's not, that's not a real keto. person. Oh, she, completely fake. Not a real person. <laughs> well, she, <laughs> she, she is doing keto, and she was using some type of measurement and she's talking about how a lot of people say they're doing keto. And I'm not saying this is you. I've never right, done right. keto. I don't want to do it. And I'm, I'm happy it's working for you. But isn't there some kind of tool or something? I don't know if it's similar to if you are diabetic and, you know, you're measuring your glucose levels by pricking your finger or something like that. But she was like, oh, I ate this. And then it went from 2.2 to 0.4. My body was no longer in ketosis. And it took me so long to get to this point. And yeah. She's like, a lot of people are doing keto, but it's not actually keto. It's just like super, super low carb. So how do you know whether you're doing like n- no carb basically, or you're actually getting into a state of ketosis? Well, they have things like keto strips. Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of like a urine test. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you pee on the strip and it, it gives you a readout and it shows you whether or not you're in ketosis or not. And that's probably the most common way people do it as far as testing for it. But they have different things like that where you can test where you can see whether or not you're in ketosis. The thing I learned when I first started it, um, I got a couple strips and, and used those. And when I got into ketosis, what I noticed for me was 
um, there was a taste in my mouth. I don't know any other way to put it. It just was like meaty. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but there was, there was a certain taste in my mouth and I could literally taste something that when I, when I was in ketosis, that was just different. And so, um, I don't even use the strips at this point. I just, uh, I do the diet like I'm supposed to. And then I can, I can kind of taste when I'm back in that state again, uh-huh. which just happened like in the last day or two. So I should start seeing those numbers going back down again, which is good. Um, cause that was frustrating. <laughs> so, uh, there, so- are, there are a lot of different ways you can test for it. That It's actually, I mean, keto diet's been around since like the 1920s. I want yeah, to say like it's been super popularized in the last 10 years or 20 years or whatever, but yeah, you know, obviously you could go into a state of ketosis ever since humans have been alive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's probably, you know, you think about some of the early people that when all they ate was meat, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of fasting, a lot of it. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a, it's a good diet though. I think like I've noticed I'm very like my energy's better. Uh-huh. When I'm sta- when I'm on it, I- I'm noticing like I don't find myself just exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which when I got when I got uh when I got COVID, that that was what really threw me off was that exhaustion all the time, and I hadn't felt like that in years. Now, when you get big, like you know this because you were a 300 plus pounder at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're over 300 pounds, man, you're just lethargic. Yeah. You know, you just don't have energy. You feel. Like, I don't know how to put it. You just feel unhealthy and you don't realize it at the time until you're healthy and you realize just how unhealthy you felt before. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that makes a hundred percent sense to me because I lived through it and like you, you know, you've lived through it, you've cut weight and then you've gotten, you've gained weight and then you've gotten to the point where you're losing that weight and you know, it's a big cycle. I am curious so whenever I was cutting weight, it, it's very hard to get to a point where you're like, okay, I am happy at this weight or at these body measurements or, you know, whatever. Maybe you're weightlifting. You're like, I want this size biceps or I want a six pack abs or, you know, I want my quads to be this big or whatever. Yeah, my my and, only goal is to look as good as Jeremiah Stringer. That's pretty <laughs> much it. That's That's my whole goal. Like there's no other goal. Well, you can already check mark that off the <laughs> off the list. <laughs> Actually, but, I want to look like backpacking with Jason, sir. That's who I really want to look like, Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. Yeah. Total stud. Oh yeah, he- <laughs> total stud. So, I am curious though. So it's hard to get out of the frame of mind of hey, I had to keep cutting weight because I got down to like 188 and had a six pack, and you still are like. You know, you have some body dysmorphia that's that's coming into play, and you've lived Loose in skin and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm, all yeah. the above. And so, I'm wondering. I went from like counting every calorie to transitioning into. I don't have to count all these calories, and now I'm to the point where I'm like, I know if I eat consistently healthy and then every once in a while you know if you want to eat an extra plate or if you want extra dessert or something as long as I eat normal then it's not an issue for me like regaining weight but Mm -hmm. I am curious for keto 
you you know you get in this state of ketosis and then like you said you gain like seven pounds which is completely believable especially you know you eating things that are going to make you inflamed and right and mostly it's gonna, sugar i mean sugar's just I've I've just come to learn sugar's just poison. I mean it really is. Like it's poison for your body and delicious poison. It's a delicious poison. It really is. It's kind of like, you know, people who love diet coke, aspartame is another delicious poison for us diet coke lovers, you know. Um, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years later when we have cancer. Um, but I I think it's just for me I don't count calories. Right. I I don't. I don't count calories. I just I've I did at the very beginning just so I could get an idea in my brain. Okay, so if I eat this much of this food and this much of this food and this much of this food, then I know that I'm going to keep my macros where they need to be. Now, for people listening don't know what macros are, it's basically your fats, your proteins, and your carbs, and knowing what the balance of those things are. And every diet uses macros. It's not just a keto thing. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's any diet. Um, and the macros switch based on whatever the diet is. And for keto... It's a lot of fat, decent amount of protein, and very low carbs. Uh, I was I was showing some the other day, like it's 20 net carbs is about what I try and stay to on an average day if I can. Uh, I probably float between 18 and 25, which is great. I mean, for what I'm doing, because what I'm trying to do is not be rigid with something where I can't keep up with it long term. Because I know myself, I'm not going to be a cali- calorie counter for the rest of my life. But if I know what I can eat, then I'll eat that. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll just eat what I'm supposed to eat. And, and so what I found out is for me, um, I haven't done calorie counting since the second week of keto. So, but what is, do you have some sort of plan in mind for transitioning from trying to stay in a state of ketosis, ketosis to going to I wouldn't call it a normal nutritional diet because uh, I think unfortunately societally normal is different for every person but it's also like it's normalized to eat all this sugar and sometimes it's necessary I think like especially if you know if you're doing a long distance backpacking trip it's gonna be a lot different than me working 40 hours a week at a you know a desk job or you know me working 40 hours a week as an athletic trainer or something. I I think it's how you've set your body up too. I mean, you know this as well as I do. Anything you change that's drastic difference from what you've been doing Mm puts your body into shock. Um, Evan from Evan Schaefer, who did Evan's backpacking videos, he did the entire Appalachian Trail on a keto diet. So, I mean, it's possible to do it. You just have to be really committed and know what you're doing and stick to it. That's the big thing. So, it's just, I, I think... For me, my plan is to to wean off mm-hmm. of it a little bit because, I mean, I would like to eat rice again, you know? I love Chinese food, man. I love me some Chinese. <laughs> I love Indian food. Dude, if it's, if it's like Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Indian, I mean, I, I'll eat that stuff up all day long, man. I love that stuff. And yeah, I love sushi. Like, I'm a huge sushi fan. So it's oh, like, yeah. dude, I love rice and I haven't had rice, like actual rice, but one time and it was that weekend. And that's the only time I've had rice since last summer. If you can believe that. Oh, and believe I'm ready. I, 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 and I think this, this weekend thing that I did where I, I just came off at cold 
showed me like, okay, if I'm going to come off of keto eventually, it's going to have to be slow and methodical. Like I'm going to have to really think it out and uh, make sure I don't introduce too many carbs too soon. I don't take away the fat too soon. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to have to, I, I now I have a better understanding of what happens when you just quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, seven pounds, dude, that was quick. Now I know that was mostly like inflammation. So a lot of it was like some of it was water weight and stuff like that. And, uh, but I, I really think that showed me, I've got to make sure when I come off of it, I'm, I'm thinking through the process and not just getting off of it. Well, you're right about the seven pounds, but like, if you think about calories, at the end of the day, it is physics. Every, everything's more complicated than you can have. You can almost have like a short form conversation about. Like you, you had to have a long form conversation. But calorie wise, when we're talking physics, calories is the amount of energy, and one pound of fat is roughly thirty five hundred calories for everybody because it's mm-hmm. measuring energy. So you can take that fat and measure how much energy is in it. So if you say concretely, hypothetically speaking here, if 3,500 calories is one pound of fat, then seven times 3,500, you're talking over 20,000 calories. There's no way that, you know, you ate that much. I don't think you'd eat that much in a couple of days. No, but it's, you know, it's a body chemistry thing. It's like you said, inflammation, because all mm -hmm. calories aren't the same. Like that's, that's one thing I've learned over the years is calories are not the same. Yeah, quality of calories is completely different yeah. depending on what you eat. Like you can eat 2,000 calories of just sugar or you can eat 2,000 calories of a well-balanced diet for your body. Yeah, well, like 150 calories of, of Brussels sprouts, 150 calories of Brussels sprouts is better for me than five calories of cyanide. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just because it's only five calories doesn't mean it's, it's better for you. And, uh, that's the one thing I'm really learning is like, uh, and I don't want to get too far into this because there's probably people like ready to fall asleep right now. Um, but I I've learned, at least for me, I've just learned that taking care of my body and understanding the chemistry of it has mm-hmm. been huge for me. Just, it's been, it's been eye opening. um, realizing like I, I would do the, the Welch's fruit snacks whenever I'd go backpacking, I'd have those with me and I would, I'd use them on every trip. And if I knew a big hill was coming, dude, I'd drop two of those things. And what would happen is it would get me energy to get up to the top. But then once I'm up there, that crash, you know, that sugar crash comes. Mm-hmm. And then you're done. It's like I was a waste of space after that because that's what sugar does. It's just a so, quick boom and it's gone. Are you and, saying on uh, the record that you're never going to eat Welch's fruit snacks again? No, heck no. I'm never going to say that. I love Welch's fruit snacks. Um, but what I'm saying is I've learned that that's not the best way for me to uh, tackle something physical. You know what I mean? It's better off for me. Like, um, I don't have them sitting out here, but uh, I have F-bombs is what they're called. They're fat bombs. Mm-hmm. And it's like a peanut butter kind of uh, pack that you can get. And it's just, it's loaded with fat. And fat is a slow burning fuel. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's not like sugar, where sugar just burns quickly and then it's gone. It's kind of like the difference between kerosene and gasoline. You know, gasoline burns quick and it's gone. Kerosene burns slowly. And I think that's the difference between fat and uh, carbs. And so, like, for me doing this keto diet, I've just learned if I'm going to 
if I want to tackle some big hill or something, I'm going to take one of these F-bombs. And it's going to take a few minutes longer to settle in. But when it does, it's going to continue to burn up through the hill and then even past it. And I won't have that huge crash at the end. So do you plan to really, really hardcore pretty much change your um, nutrition regimen for a multi-day backpacking trip? I already have. Like I, I did keto straight through on a, a full week up in uh, Pictured Rocks. Like oh, okay. I, 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 the entire week, full keto. I like never cheated the entire time. Had every opportunity to do it and didn't do it. Um, Jason will tell you about it. Like if you asked him about it, he would tell you that I did not cheat the whole time. I mean, I had offers. Like oh. I didn't, I didn't even drink uh, <laughs> s- some special beverages that were offered to me because I knew they had carbs in them. Well, so. I talked to Jason about it. He told me. He said that he was so impressed. He was like, John, he's doing this uh, this keto stuff. I don't know if he called it keto. I don't know if he knows yeah. what keto is. I don't know. But he's like, so John's doing this uh, this keto stuff, and, you know, there's a lot of temptation out there. You know, everybody had all kinds <laughs> of good stuff to share. Yeah, and they did. At one point, he said that you had pork rinds, I believe, and you were done with them. And you're like, I'm, I'm done with these. I'm not going to eat anymore. And then somebody else had grabbed them. And then even though, even though the opportunity was there and it was something that you could eat, you're like, no, I have enough self-control. I mean, you weren't saying this out loud, but yeah. I'm, I'm John. I have enough self-control. I know that I'm done with this, and if somebody wants it, that's fine, but I don't have to eat even more just because it's available to me. Yeah. Well, it's that. And it's honestly, man, I'm tired of being the last guy going up a hill. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of it, man. Like it, there's nothing worse. Like I've talked to other YouTubers who are, who are kind of like me, they're bigger guys. Um, mm-hmm. and they go hiking and we still, we do all the miles. I mean, we do the whole hike. Uh, the only time I haven't was when we did the one and I got, I, I was on the verge of heat stroke. Um, and that was, that was actually, you know, that's the pivotal moment when all this was decided for me, I'm going to change my life. Cause this is, I can't have that happen again. Um, but I'm just tired of being the last guy. Like I'm still going to be the last guy still on a lot of trips right now, but my plan is a year from now, I'm leaving you guys behind me. Like that's, that's the plan, you know, like I, I don't want to be that guy. Also, my kids are growing up and I don't ever want, you, you do you remember anything from when you were two or three years old? I mean, maybe very little, maybe like riding on a parent's back, like they're jumping around like a bull or something. You're a cowboy, but, but you probably don't even remember what your parents looked like back then. No, you're so So, young. Yeah. I don't want my kids to remember me being fat. Uh, I I don't want that. I want my kids when they grow up, they don't remember. They'll be like, yeah, I know dad was, but I don't remember that. You know what I mean? I want my kids to be like, yeah, dad took us hiking. Dad took us out and played ball with us. He, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to be that guy that is lethargic sitting on his couch and just watching his kids play. Yeah. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Like, I don't want to be that dad. So that, that's been a big, that's been one of the biggest things for me that. And then, like I said, I just, I legitimately want, uh, I want to be the first guy up the hill. Like when I did Kilimanjaro, I was the third one from our group of 16 that got to the top. And that was such an accomplishment for me. You know what I mean? That was one of my goals was that I'd be one of the top five people to get to the top. I didn't want to be at the back. And, uh, and I, I accomplished that. And so I was super excited about that. Then I came back, my wife got pregnant and I just tanked 
on my nutrition and my exercise and uh, not doing that again. Well, I think that I'm completely making this up, but I'm pretty sure that there's research about whenever a woman gets pregnant, her husband, like there's hormone shifts in him too. And you definitely, we'll go with just, that. Not just sympathy <laughs> weight. I don't think it's just circumstantial. Right. That, okay. I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm, so we haven't had any babies, right? So this is a little bit of speculation, but I'm the woman, I'm pregnant and, uh, I'll, it's convenient for me to eat this and that. And I have a little bit of an out and then it's circumstantial that the guy is also eating those similar things. Maybe you want to go out to eat and you're like, this is a little bit guilt free and you know, I don't want to speak out of turn here. Like I said, I'm, I'm not female and I've never been pregnant, but really man, what it comes down to is your wife is now eating for two. And I don't know how it is in your home, but I, mm-hmm. I eat more than my wife does. I yeah. even dieting. I eat more than my wife does. And, yeah. and I probably always will, you know, well, when she gets pregnant, she's eating more than she normally does. And I'm just keeping the ratio going. You know what I mean? That's basically what it was. It's just like, yeah, you don't think about it. You're just like, okay, she's eating that. So I'm going to eat this. And it's not like a conscious thought. It's just, you know, that when you're fixing dinner for you and your wife, if this is the helping she wants, then I'm going to eat this helping. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's not like, oh, it's yeah. not like a conscious thought. It's not like I'm sitting there going, well, I'm going to eat more than she does. It's, it's just a thing. That's what you do, you know? And what it came down to is when she got pregnant that first time, especially man, like I was eating everything she was eating and more of it than she was. And it didn't take long, man. It didn't take long. No, it's crazy, dude. We were just like, you know, I eat that, I eat that chocolate bar and you'll get like 10 seconds of mouth pleasure from it. And then your stomach feels like, Oh, why'd you do that? Okay. You, so I have to share something with you on that. Just on that point right there. Like, okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but I have to tell you. So we went to Cheesecake Factory, right? Uh-huh. Dude, I ate my food and I got done and I didn't want the cheesecake. I felt horrendously guilty for what I'd just eaten. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want the cheesecake. And so Rhea ordered cheesecake and I did not. I was just like, I'm going to pass. Even though I was taking a break, I just couldn't do it. I wanted to, but man, I just couldn't do it. Well, last time we ate Cheesecake Factory, I didn't get the cheesecake either. Oh, yeah? And it wasn't because I didn't want it. It's because... It cost $87 a slice. so expensive. (laughs) I was like, hmm, can I really afford a $16 piece of cheesecake? Now, I don't know how much it is, but, you know... It's it's expensive, and you're you're paying basically for an entire cheesecake in one slice. You know they got to make oh, their yeah. money back on that one slice. But if I had some gift cards, oh, you better believe your boy's eating cheesecake. That's one of my favorite desserts. Oh, cheesecake. Okay, so I know how to make a, che- a keto cheesecake. Uh, does such a thing exist? Legit, legit, and it's good. Okay. I'm just saying, but we won't talk about that right now. But no, uh, it's okay. but you were asking earlier about like how do you shift meals when you're on the trail? Like uh-huh. when you're on the trail, what can you do to kind of stay in the diet? There's actually um, Packet Gourmet, which you've probably eaten stuff from Packet Gourmet before. Um, mm-hmm. They do keto meals, like they actually have meals that are keto. And uh, there's a there's a one company called Next Mile Meals, and all of their meals are keto. 
And uh, I've got a few of theirs. I've had, haven't had a chance to try them yet. Um, just because of circumstantial, I just haven't really had the opportunity to eat their food. Um, mm. But I've got actually, I may have tried one back in July when I was out with uh, the three guys uh, from all over the place: Crow, uh, Mark goes hiking, and uh, Doug Beaumont, um, backpacking backcountry pilgrim. Um, mm-hmm. But the, when I was out with those three. I think I might have eaten one that night. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. And they're all keto friendly. They're all, you know, they have all the stuff you need and uh, high calories. So there's options. There's definitely options out there. And like I found you can get tortillas that are only like three carbs for a tortilla, uh-huh. which is fantastic. And if you're backpacking too, you're burning a lot more calories. So your carb intake can actually be a touch higher as long as the macros match up, if that makes sense. Have you, yeah, it makes sense to me. Have you had those um, tortillas, but they're spinach? I've got them in my refrigerator right now. Now, I took those, I took those with me on a hike twice. The first time I was like, okay, I'm going to eat like the spinach tortilla. And then I took some peanut butter and I didn't want to take the whole jar, so I put some in a Ziploc bag, and then I cut off the corner of the Ziploc bag and squirted on the tortilla. You just got to kind of make sure you're going to use it all. Right. And then I'd done the same thing with either some honey or some jelly. I was basically kind of making a PB&J without the bread. And I got to say, did not like it on the spinach tortilla. (laughs) 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 And I think... I'm glad you said that because I haven't tried that yet. Um, they're good with tacos. Yeah, they are they're, great. They're, they're good with tacos because we had tacos the other night, and that's what I had for my tortillas were the spinach ones, and uh, they were really good with tacos. Well, they're not. I think what it was is it was a hot day, and we were at the gorge. We were doing Oxier Ridge Loop, and that's just kind of out in the sun if you're on the ridge anyway. Oh, and yeah. So I don't know if moisture had built up in the uh, little Ziploc that I had the tortillas in, I think that it might have, and it kind of tainted the taste, if you will. Uh, I so, feel you. And you wouldn't know if it was molded because it was already green. Yeah, they come in green. Yeah. So I tried it again, and I don't remember what I put on it the next time. It may have been may have been peanut butter and banana chips or something like that. I was like, I want to give it chips? a Banana chip, as in like... So that's how you made crunchy peanut butter. So you made banana peanut butter, crunchy banana peanut butter. It, oh, yeah. I like a little crunch, man. The texture, I there's like something that. about it. You know, you, you ever tried plantains? Plantains, yeah. Plantain I chips? Uh, I don't know if I ate them in, as chips. I think that we you ate a lot of... You dude. Oh, I'll try them. Oh, wait. Yes, I think I have because you can buy them. I think Hunter bought some that were spicy. It was oh like yeah, dude! A Cajun yeah. or something like that. We were we were doing part of the Sheltoe, and he brought some of those, and he's like, "You got to try these." No, it's uh, my friend Brad. He brought some, and I took. For some reason, all these stories have peanut butter. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Is that the one you did the video by the by the creek? Yes, because I and watched I made, you make that, and I'm like, "What is he putting in there?" It was a spicy plantain chip, a squirt of peanut butter. And then I think I've done a regular banana chip, more peanut butter, and then a spicy plantain chip on top. And, and made you made myself. it like a giant like banana Oreo, right? 
<laughs> yeah, it was delicious. There's something about the like the spicy and then the peanut butter, like oh, that yeah. combination is so good. We ever had spicy peanuts? Uh, I think no. I know Did Jason. You got to try the spicy peanuts, man. They're good. Now, don't do yeah. Jason's spicy peanuts. Those are like, those are horrible, man. We're That's- we're at we're at his house uh, last Halloween, I think it was. Maybe it was some Halloween, and he was going around asking people if they wanted one of the spicy <laughs> peanuts. But they come in a tube, you know. It's like an eight inch tube, and you pop the top off that thing, and you know, take a peanut at a time. He gave. You can smell the heat. Oh, like, they're you literally hot. lift it up and you take a sniff and you're like, you're si- you, you know you're having sinus problems. Maybe you just need to buy a tube of those and sniff them because I think that would probably clear your sinuses <laughs> up just perfectly. It, it clear you up, man. I've seen people gag, throw up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was hilarious, <laughs> man. He, he did videos from it, didn't he? I, well, he did. Uh, we were at Linville Gorge and he gave one to Hunter and... <laughs> Hunter's trip is not his his handle on Instagram and uh, and YouTube. Oh, if you haven't funny. seen him, and he spit it out immediately. He chewed it out and spit it out. Goat, goat popped that sucker in there, and he's mm-hmm. yeah, pretty good. And uh, I guarantee guy, you, I ate man. another one. I think I haven't met Goat personally, but I have a feeling like he's the most hardcore dude on the planet. Like he comes off as this funny joker, you know, you know that kind of thing. But the truth is. Dude, if I'm going to have to survive in the wilderness, I think I would call Goat. Uh, so check him out on YouTube. It's yeah. Life According to Goat. And he, John is right. Like, whenever I met Goat, it was at a Ohio YouTube meetup, which I'm Kentucky, but I got invited, so I crashed it anyway. So Jason and I went, and I, I met Goat, and he was literally the funniest person I've ever met. And I was like... Bro, you have to be a comedian. That has to be your full-time job. And he's like, no. And then he, he told me, he's like, you want to know what my job is? Because I kept asking him. I was like, what What do you do, man? What do you do? You can't waste all this talent on some mediocre job. He has to be a stand-up. He said, you know, um, you know the, the tag that you find in your pants that they've been inspected? You know, it's, it's got that little six on it. That's me. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm Inspector, I'm Inspector Six. Six. <laughs> and then I was like, man, I have to figure out what he does. So figured out his real name, created a, an, an actual LinkedIn profile, and networked on there to figure out what he does for a living. Still wouldn't tell me. I'm still not convinced that that's what he really does for a living. He doesn't do the inspection of the pants. I'm fully convinced of that. <laughs> <laughs> Knew right away. Well, didn't he like, didn't he make up jobs to a bunch of different people? Yeah, he does. He's so funny, dude. dude so have you can... met, have you met Milos yet? No, not in person. Only okay, like so via Scott. I spent a week with Milos, right? Up uh-huh. in, up in Michigan. And for those who are wondering who Milos is, Milos is this, I don't know where he's from. He's okay, I don't know what man. country he's from because he won't tell me. He's from but, all over. But in a week's time, I found out more about him than Miyagi, who was his friend for years. I knew more about his past than Miyagi did. Like I was telling Miyagi stuff. He goes, "What? How'd you get that out of him?" And uh, and but but Miyagi's one of those guys that like he would just make stuff up 
for the longest time. Then we found out what his real job is. Who he's one of the about? video Milos? guys. Milos. Yeah. He's he's one of the video guys for the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, blew his cover. Dude, he de- well, he told us. I mean, and this year he's really excited to be able to say that because they won the title, you know. Um, but uh he just it was really cool because he was he was telling us like how to do video editing, was explaining stuff to us. He's been doing video editing. He was in LA for a while. Um, but it took forever to get that information from him. But then when he when we got it, it was like he opened up the whole world and told us everything, man. It was awesome. Milos is a really interesting dude. You think that he is best friends with Giannis Antetokounmpo? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that would they be probably have amazing. an apartment together. They're probably roommates. <laughs> I doubt that. I think they have big differing <laughs> salaries. <laughs> Let me paint a picture for everybody for Milos. If you haven't seen him, full on, like, I don't know. It's like an Eastern European accent. He has his head shaved except for a mohawk that for some reason he dyes different colors. Sometimes it'll be blue. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's it was yellow. green the week that we hiked together. <laughs> yeah, lime green. And uh, I don't know if you'd really say middle-aged, kind of middle-aged, kind of hardened, hilarious. I find, <laughs> He started doing some YouTube videos, but, you know, if you edit all the time as part of your job, I think we talked about this before, you don't really, it's, it'd be easy to get burned out, man. You don't want to just come home from your editing during the day and be like, mm, oh, yeah, I'm going to edit a video. Yeah, he's. Dude, and he does that for a living. So it's like, it's one of those things where he, I don't think he wants to bring his work home. Okay, so here's his, his profile picture. Are you ready for this? Let me see it. That's Milos. And it is sideways <laughs> on his profile. So Wait, What is that, his Facebook? Yeah, this is on Facebook. Yeah, and what's his, his last name? Milos? Milos for real. <laughs> see? I don't even Milos know Milos. No, I'm sorry, Milos, Milos real. That's Do what it is. Do you know? Do you know what his birth name is? Is it Milos? He didn't tell me. Milos? I, I mean, I, I asked so I only asked so many questions. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But like, the dude is just—he's just interesting, man. I don't even know any other way to put it. He's just interesting. Like, here we go. Let I, me let me uh, let me pull up another video here or another picture for you so you can see him. I um I've been telling people that. You know, at um, basketball games, oh, there he is. Wow, look at that goatee. Oh, look at <laughs> that 70 show. It's a, it's yeah, a picture dude. of him. If you're, and, if you're listening online right now, he's he's standing in front of a TV with that 70 show on, and he's wearing the matching jacket to the dad from uh, the show, and it's awesome. It's just awesome. He's just off the wall, man. Nothing like he has no pride when it comes to doing anything. He'll just do anything. And he's gonna have you crying, laughing. Um, I've been, I've been telling in, everybody. Oh my gosh, I, I've been telling everybody that he, uh, he's the person that does all the sound effects. Like you know, in the NBA, every time something happens, it could literally be like hit a shot, so the ball changes, you know, to the other team, or it could be a steal, or it could be anything, a timeout. There's always something that they're playing. You know, dun 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 dun, or whatever. Yeah, I tell everybody that he's the person that pushes the buttons. Actually, he's the one that tells people to push the buttons. He's like second in charge. 
Oh, I thought he's over the video board. I've just been lying to people on purpose. No, he's over. Like he may can he may control the video board. He's like when we talked, he's like number two in charge. So like he's like a big deal. He may not even work for Milwaukee. Oh man, at, at this point, I'm taking it because I think it's an awesome job. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, we so we watch this movie. Uh, oh, what was it called? We just watched it the other day on Netflix. It wasn't my finest moment. I picked it out, but it's a romantic comedy comedy. That was the description on Netflix. Romantic comedy, comma, comedy. And the guy's job on there was, he's like the director of the games. So they have all these cameras, right? And then you have one guy with a headset and a microphone, and they're all in this studio with the giant screens. And he's like, camera six, go. All right, camera two, we're coming to you next. Get ready. Make sure you're getting a shot of number three. And go. All right, stay right there. Stay right there. Wait for the layup. And switch to camera seven. Yeah, I imagine that's Milos. That that was me on Sundays for the last year. Oh, oh yeah, because at your work, you had to figure out how to do everything virtual. Dude, I, I'm telling you, like, I had no idea how hard being a camera director was. And we're just talking like a couple cameras moving them across the street. You know, camera one, go here. Camera two, go here. Okay, camera one, you're up. Camera two, you're down. Camera two, go to. And it's just like the whole time you're saying all this stuff. And it's like, I have such a respect for these guys that have 25, 30 cameras in football games. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have so much respect for NFL films. Like, yeah. holy cow. How do they pull that off? It's unreal, can, man. Can you imagine like you're backpacking and you have multiple cameras like that? Like you could make the most epic video, oh, but that would be the last thing that I would want whenever I was out in the woods is I feel for the guys that make like, you know, you, you make a TV show and you have a whole camera crew around you and there's safety and security in that. But then also if it's just you out there by yourself, it's completely different environment, and they don't talk to you like you. They they can only talk to you like off camera segments. Like they can't when you're doing certain things, they can't help you. And you know, it's like it would just be weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd but it would crazy. be cool to have that for YouTube. It'd be cool to have two or three guys that come with me, and they just film it, and I just get to hike. Yeah, because every time that you, every time that so you want to make a a trip video, right? And so you know you're gonna take all this footage and you get home and you make a story out of it. You, every single time you you always say something along the lines of, man, on this one shot, I wish I had done this. And you learn every time. Well, and you but, do, or you do a review video like a few weeks later about a piece of gear. And you're like, why didn't I film this with the gear when I was on that trip? You know what I mean? I, like a hammock, like if you do a hammock review or something and you had this one epic spot where the sun was coming down behind it and you're like that's ah, cool and you just take a picture but you don't video anything and you go to do a review video and you're like oh i should have had video of that yet yeah, you can get the it's like you're it's like you're working on it but you're not working on it if you can get that juicy b-roll while you're out yeah, yeah. actually out there and you're on the trip and you're having fun and everything and then you already have all your gear and stuff out there it would be the perfect time, but you always miss it. Well, not yeah. always. Sometimes, you, you know. You miss a lot of them. You miss a lot of them. Yeah, you miss a lot of them. But if you had the whole camera crew out there, 
you wouldn't miss it, but it would also change the experience. Yeah, it would make it better because I don't have to do any of the filming. <laughs> well, like, I don't dude, know about better. That, that's one of the biggest reasons I don't do a lot of trip videos is because I hate, like, I don't like, I don't like setting up a camera, walking away from it, coming back, grabbing the camera, and then, you know what I mean? I just don't, I don't yeah. enjoy, the, I, I, and I'm not good at it. Like, my, my trip videos are pretty awful. So it's like, you, you mix the, the lack of desire to do it with the fact I'm just not good at it anyways. And I'm not really like driven to be better at it. Like, I know that's horrible, but that's just kind of. And it's funny because I started my channel because I was trying to uh, keep track of my Sheltoe Trace hike. That was yeah. the whole purpose of me doing it was so that I could keep track of that hike. And my pe the people who were supporting the mission that I was a part of for getting clean water in Africa. Um, that was the reason I was doing it so they could watch what I was doing. And, and that's how my YouTube channel started. And uh, when it was over, I had no plans on doing another video. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't have to do this anymore. And then Dan Becker poisoned my mind. <laughs> well, your first, like, I don't know how many videos, like 20 videos for all of, basically, it's just a doc, it's documenting your whole trip along the Sheltoe, right? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, most of my videos were that. Yeah, like the first year, um, I guess it'd be the first eight or nine months were basically all that. And it wasn't until like late May or June. And I started them in like September of the year before. So it wasn't until like May or June of the next year that I did my first talking head video. And that was solely because Dan Becker talked to me and told me that I should do it. So, and then I talked to you and you're like, yeah, dude, you should really do that. And I'm <laughs> well, like, what? okay. I mean, these are two famous guys. I should probably listen to them. They're really smart. So, well, first of all, we're not famous. And at the time, we also had like very, very small YouTube channels. <laughs> I know, like you were, I think, like eleven or twelve hundred subscribers, and Dan was like twenty five hundred or something like that. But to yeah. me, to me, you two guys were famous, and it was like, <laughs> and you knew each other, and I was like, wow, they know each other. Wow, I was just giving Jeremiah's phone number. And now I'm like, yeah, I got Jeremiah's phone number. What do you freaking do? <laughs> well, I mean, we text each other all the time. I know, I know. It's just well, funny. The, well, well, I, I kind of want to, we're getting close to like an hour. And I think we kind of hit on something in this episode when it comes to like nutrition on the trail. I think that's uh -huh. an important thing. And um, obviously for me, that's more important because I'm trying to lose weight. And uh, you talk to a lot of people who are out on the trail and they want to perform better on the trail. You know, I know a lot of guys that I've talked to. Um, I actually started a, a backpacking YouTubers weight loss group on Facebook because of it, mm -hmm. because of other YouTubers contacting me and saying, dude, I watched your video, man. I'm right there with you. I just wish, you know, I wish someone would start something that we could all be part of. And, and so that's where that group came from. And it's been amazing. Like we have one guy lost 115 pounds, dude. Wow. That 115 is so pounds. incredible. Yeah, and so like I think it's a I think it is something that more people want to know about. When we talked with uh um oh shoot, when we talked with Tiger King. Yeah, you know, he was telling us, you know, Jeff Garmeyer, uh, he he was telling us, you know, <laughs> we're joking about Mountain Dew. He goes, "You know Mountain Dew, that's that's associated with camping. Everybody takes a Mountain Dew out with them, <laughs> you know, cuz he's a real big guy on nutrition and keeping himself yeah. in shape so he can hike longer miles 
on the trail. And uh, I think when it comes right down to it, you don't have to watch your nutrition when you go right. backpacking. If you're if you're a weekender, you're just going to do a couple miles. It doesn't really matter. But if you're someone who's like longing to do a long trail, um, like I really want to do the Tahoe Rim Trail. I really want to do the Colorado Trail. I really want to do the John Muir Trail, um, among others. And and to do that, I can't just like show up as this fat slob and have no energy and I'll, I'll peter out within weeks, you know, within a couple of weeks, I'll be done. Um, yeah. Even like, like rigorous weekend trips I've taken, like, uh, we went up to Vermont and myself and Justin and Jason and Kyle's there and Miyagi. And I had like that week before, I think, or the week of, Maybe a few days before I had rolled my ankle playing basketball really, really bad. I then I got that. out there, I tweaked my knee on the first day on trail, and then I was literally like the slowest. I was is ridiculous. So I I don't think that I'm the most athletic out of all those guys. Kyle's probably the most athletic. And then Miyagi. And Miyagi. I was going to say Miyagi hikes double the miles on every trail because he's always running all over the place with that camera. Like that dude, he is, he's the guy who knows how to do a trail video, mm-hmm. but he, because he does so much of that, he's got to be in shape because he's literally hiking double miles for so much of the trail. He's going up, he's coming back, he's going up, he's coming back. I mean, that dude's in crazy good shape. Yeah. So I can't out hike him and I'm not going to be able to out hike Kyle, but I think I can keep up with Jason. I don't know about Justin. I mean, he's tough guy man he like lives the woods does homesteading and if you watch his videos yeah he's but i think jason backpacking with dad i always think man should be able to stay in front of jason nope (laughs) they'll leave me in the dust man and so nutrition but also like injuries oh yeah self-care on the trail man like that's really important being able to stretch and uh like uh, the urology balls we both have them mm-hmm. um, those things on big days man those are vital like they're so nice especially uh if you're someone like me i have i don't have calves i have cows you know like i just have massive calves and, and so those things i can i can easily um just mess those up without even thinking twice about it like cramps on my calves are no shock like i get them all the time so I have to really like at the end of a day, especially if there's a lot of climbing, uh-huh. um, I really have to roll my calves out. Yeah, I got a massage gun pretty recently, and that thing will beat you up. But it feels, awesome. yeah, after like doing some miles, uh, you get home, you use that, uh, it feels so good. Self care, so self care, man. Yeah, and and honestly, I, I the. The thing about working out and, and nutrition is it takes time and it's not easy. Like it's just not, it's just not easy. Um, right. But when you get out on a trail and you can hike the miles and you're not defeated the entire time and you're not constantly out of breath, man, it's all worth it. Like, I mean, yeah, this, this, this probably wasn't the best backpacking podcast episode we've ever had as far as like backpacking, but if you take better care of yourself, you enjoy backpacking more, you know, because oh, you actually get to enjoy more. conversations and you actually get to enjoy camping and you get to enjoy conversations when you get to camp because you're not exhausted. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. That's a great point. Let's wrap this thing up. Oh, let's do it, dude. Let's do it. So uh, for myself and Jeremiah, the king of Kentucky backpacking stringer, <laughs> we will catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, adios, folks. <laughs>